The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about why content alone isn't enough to master SEO. Joining us today is Mike King, who is a hip-hop recording artist turned SEO and the founder and managing director of Rank, which is a digital media marketing studio that produces great results for their clients through a strategy-first approach to content marketing, analytics, social media, search engine optimization, and a host of other services. Mike and his team have worked on a number of high-profile SEO projects, including Ralph Lauren, ADT, State Farm, Hawaiian Airlines, and Citibank. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Mike King, founder and managing director of Rank. Mike, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having me. It's always a blast. Excited to reconnect. We were on Searchmetrics' webinar a couple days ago, and now we get to talk again. I feel like this is a new record for us. Yeah, I'm I'm just not getting enough of you, Ben. I I appreciate that, Mike. I I love the regular connection. I'm excited to connect. And I want to paint the picture for everyone. We're on a Zoom conference, and Mike's background is a video of the house is burning with the dog saying, this is fine background. Yeah, this is fine. But it's just Mike in a burning room. <laughs> Mike, I mean, it's the world right now. <laughs> uh, Mike, before the world burns down, let's talk a little SEO. You know, I recorded an episode with Jordan, which was a case study looking at a domain that I manage. It's the martechpod.com domain. It's where I host all of the content for my other podcast. Mm-hmm. And we just migrated the site from my personal website to its own domain, martechpod.com. Mm-hmm. And my SEO stinks. And I was talking to Jordan about why that is. 
And he's like, your content's good. You ran it through search metrics content experience and the words are in the right places. You got everything. You got the titles. It's all, hey, the content's great. Mm -hmm. You don't have any authority. And the page is slow. Content isn't enough alone. Talk to me about when you're looking at new domains like mine, what are the ways that you think about mastering SEO outside of just, you know, putting the words on the page? Yeah, sure. I mean... You know, there's a lot to think about, like what CMS are you on? How fast are these pages? Are different page types slower than the other? Is the internal linking structure between these pages effective? I haven't seen your actual site. Like I've just listened to the podcast. It's beautiful. (laughs) So like, I don't know the specifics, but one of the things that we would look for would be just like, how is everything structured? So with podcasts, there's specific podcast markup you could be using. You want to have transcripts of your podcast and such so you can rank for the things you talk about because Google is still not using like their voice to text technology on your own site. So you still have to like assume that they're dumb and you're putting everything in front of them in the right way. But, you know, it all just goes back to the standard auditing process of like what's going on from a technical perspective, how optimizes the content, how well are things interlinked? And then what does your authority actually look like? So let's break that into two different components. What I want to talk about today is the technical audit process. Mm -hmm. Say you're going to sit down, and this doesn't just have to be about my brand. Obviously, I have a small, beautiful website, but it's not (laughs) an enterprise-level website, right? It's not the type of clients that you're working on. A brand comes to you that is launching a new microsite, and they're thinking about you know, how do I get this to Google and get them to understand the content that's on the page? You're looking at this from a technical perspective first. Walk me through the audit process. I mean, first thing I would tell them is no, don't use a microsite for this very reason. But if they're committed to it, adamant, they want to do it, then we would just first crawl the site just like you would do with any other site. And depending on the tool that we use, there's certain insights that you can get from the tool itself. And then there's insights that you can only get by looking at the pages, right? So first go through the crawl and then see what the issues are. Again, with that same like segmented approach, like what are the technical items? Looking at things like canonical tags, looking at, you know, the HTTP headers, looking at the code structure and so on, and then identifying what the issues are there. From there, then you want to look at each page type, like look at a, I always look at at least 10 pages of each page type just to see what the commonalities are in the problem. So I would go into the browser and, you know, looking at both the code and also looking at the inspect element view, looking at the differences between the two. Because one of the common issues that we will have is, you know, is some of this content being rendered using JavaScript or is it being rendered server-side. Ideally, it would all be rendered server-side. But what are those discrepancies between the two? And if the content being rendered with JavaScript, if there's like issues with that JavaScript, you know, Google may decide not to execute the entire script because it takes too long, it's not coded well, things like that. So, Mike, before we go on, you know, one of the things that you're talking about is looking at the overall site infrastructure. And often, even for enterprise brands, that's not necessarily something they control. My site for the MarTech pod, it's on Squarespace. We're in the process of Ooh. migrating over to WordPress. I know, I know. Hey, look, we're moving from a personal brand that was a consulting practice and we just wanted to replicate it and spin out the domain. And now we're moving to WordPress. Mm-hmm. But we just needed to get it off of my 
consulting sites because people were getting confused. I mean, it sounds like you make a bunch of bad decisions. First, you talk to Jordan and you're on Squarespace. What are you doing, man? Okay, so I'm better at <laughs> podcasting than I am at SEO. You don't have to make a thing about it. But look, it is what it is. We got this beautiful Squarespace site. And honestly, it was the platform that my team already knew how to operate. So when we were spinning out, we were doing it in-house. Mm -hmm. We stayed with the platform we knew. And I do think that that's a problem for a lot of brands is that they are sitting and saying, we already know how to use WordPress. Let's stay on WordPress instead of building, mm -hmm. you know, a custom site or we're on Drupal or we're, you know, in my case, we're on Squarespace, mm -hmm. Shopify, another one. Right. When you don't own the platform and you're looking at the infrastructure and sort of the site performance, how do you think about what can you control and what should you be focused on as opposed to what is just a that's how the platform I'm on works. Like, I can't really do anything to improve my page speed on Squarespace. Right. What should I be focused on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is definitely CMS dependent. And I see this a lot when I see audits that people have done on Shopify sites, as an example. You know, they'll give you a bunch of recommendations around page speed and so on. But there's a lot of things in that environment that you just don't control. So the first thing to do is just understand what CMS you're on, understand what the limitations are. And then limit your recommendations or limit your auditing to what it is that you can actually control. You know, no one needs an audit that looks at 200 things that just can't be done in that environment. So that's one of the, the approaches that we take whenever we audit for our clients. First thing that we do is our intake document so we can understand what their tech stack is. And so we're not going to give them recommendations around things that they can't do. And then if it's something that is as limited as a Squarespace or what have you, then it just really does become about like what content can we create and then what links can we build? Because otherwise there's just not much control. And if ultimately we're able to be convincing like, hey, you guys are trying to do the X, Y, and Z, you can't do that in this environment. Then we're talking about how do we migrate to the next CMS that's going to be more fitting. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So from a technical SEO perspective, walk me through what you think are the right CMSs for the right type of businesses. If you're looking at 
a media and publishing business, something that's content rich, mm-hmm. as opposed to e-commerce, as opposed to something that's you know B two B SaaS. Do you think of different platforms for each one of these different types of businesses? Yes, I do. I mean, I think WordPress is very conducive to all of those use cases you just said, because you know you can get like WordPress VIP and be on the right hosting provider that's managed where you don't have a lot of the problems that people have when they're just like running WordPress on GoDaddy or something like that. You know, there's a lot of security platforms that can make WordPress more secure and so on. So WordPress works for all of those, but you're just saying like, hey, I just want to spin up a e-commerce website and I just want to be able to sell a couple of products. I don't care that much about content. Go with Shopify. But if you want more control over these environments, then I would say Magento or WordPress with WooCommerce or something like that. Or, you know, there's any other number of viable e-commerce CMSs that are pretty good at this point and have a lot of SEO stuff baked in. But if you're telling me, hey, you're just building a media site and, you know, you don't need much in the way of like customized functionality, again, WordPress is fine. But if you're like, hey, I really want to make sure things are as fast as possible, I might say go with a headless CMS, something like Contentful or, you know, there's a whole bunch of those out there because then you have more flexibility around which front end do you use, but you still have that flexibility where the user can use a WYSIWYG CMS and you can build content models that make sense for whatever your business is doing. So then, you know, it's really just like get a developer that builds the front end the way that you want. And you can make it as fast as possible, as easily as possible. And that's honestly how we ended up on Squarespace. It's about the usability of the front end, mm-hmm. right? It's an all-in-one solution. And when we were just creating some window dressing for a consulting site, the page speed didn't really matter. Now that we're spinning it into a content site, that becomes more important. Outside of just the platform and understanding what you can and can't adjust, you mentioned that there were some other components like your link structure and other things that you would go through with the audit. Talk to me when you're thinking about the technical components of SEO, what you're looking at to make sure a site is humming along as well as possible. Yeah. I mean, technical components, again, I want it to be as fast as possible. So we're popping open the hood. We're looking at the rendering process, what like third-party scripts are taking the longest, how do we speed those up? Also taking a look at things like the database as far as like where can we optimize there? So it's not just like, what is the front end of the website doing? What is the back end doing as well? And then we're doing things like we're digging into the internal linking structure. Like we're going to want to see every single link on the site, see what it's linking to, what the anchor text looks like, Are they broken links? Are they redirects? Are they pointing to like 500 errors, things like that? Are we seeing structured data on the site? Is it valid? Are there issues with just like general tags, things like metadata and so on? Like where are there opportunities for us to make those adjustments? And again, a lot of those things are identifiable with whatever tool you're using, but it's most important that you're looking at the site in a segmented structure because there are different page types that govern different components of the website. So if we're talking about like e-commerce, you know, category pages tend to be a different template than product pages. So you want to make sure that you're reviewing things in terms of that because you need these recommendations that you identify to be as specific and actionable as possible. And so when you're telling a developer like, hey, make these changes, Well, if you say it's like a site-wide change, they then have to dig in and figure out 
which of these page types or which of these routes is this happening? So being as specific as possible allows us to actually get those things done. So Mike, I guess the last question for me is, as you're, in my case, going through a site migration, you're building a new site, you're doing your technical audit. One of the things you mentioned earlier was making sure that Google, you know, in my case, has the podcast markup, right? They're understanding the content. What's the ways that you're looking at the setup of a website and making sure that you're feeding Google the right content? So not only is your page moving quickly, but you're communicating what it's about effectively. Yeah, I mean, everything starts from keyword research on that point. And then not only just like identifying keywords, reviewing the SERPs to see what is Google surfacing for this query? And then also, what are some of the questions that are being asked around this query? And then structuring your page to match with that, but also align with whatever it is that your business is trying to accomplish, right? So if it's like a service that you're selling and people have all these questions around this service, making sure that you have pages that speak to those questions. And so if there are questions, again, like you may have frequently asked questions. So then it makes sense for us to examine whether or not the FAQ markup makes sense for this page. So whatever is relevant to that query, then determine, is there also structured markup that makes sense for that as well? And then incorporate that into your copy. Otherwise, just answer the questions with respect to the needs of the user, and that should be enough. Okay, great advice. And we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow talking about not only what you can do internally by looking at your site, but how you can influence what's happening externally to improve your SEO performance. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Mike King, the founder and managing director of Rank. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Mike, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is IPullRank, I-P-U-L-L-R-A-N-K. Or you can contact Mike via his company's website, which is IPullRank.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter and my personal handle is Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app 
and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.